Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished tech leader from India, Farzana Haq. Farzana, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ashutosh. Uh, Farzana is a powerhouse of technology, energy, experience, and has a great network globally. She's an angel investor and mentor to many growing and established entrepreneurs. She serves and contributes on several boards. She is first a humanitarian at heart and tops it off with her illustrious global career. Farzana is part of the senior leadership team at TCS, Tara Consulting Services. She joined the Tara Group as a management trainee and has risen through the ranks. She has been transformational and uh, and had institutional building roles to her credit. She is the mother of two boys and over the last two decades been most passionate about building from India for the world, building global companies from India and strengthening India's entrepreneurial ecosystem. So Farzana, let's start with your role as a tech leader. And you do you have many, many avatars, but let's first start with your role as a tech leader. So tell me about the challenges you've had to overcome as a woman leader in a largely male-dominated tech industry. Thank you for having me, Ashutosh. You know, I'm, but I must start by saying I am so impressed by what you are doing. Um, I am so impressed with the platform called The Brand Called You that you have created, Ashutosh, because, you know, when we started, uh, when I started working, almost two decades back, I wish I had a platform like this to hear. Mm. Uh, I wish I had uh, stories to learn from. You know, the more you hear, the more you read, uh, the more you, you know, when I heard some of the podcasts and interviews you have, you have on your platform. And they're so inspiring, you know, even if you don't know those people or irrespective of which industry they come from, I think that is needed from a human spirit perspective, right? Mm -hmm. To just know that there are all kinds of people, there are all kinds of um, people who have made it despite the failures, right? I think so that's why I'm very, uh, I'm very, very happy to be here. Well, and your and story come, is equally going to be equally inspiring. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you have lots of young people also joining and saying, we want more such stories. Absolutely. So coming as a tech leader, so, you know, I uh, started work in the June of 1999. Mm -hmm. India was still known as the um, factory, which did very good Y2K, right? Um, then I tell my boys that I started working in a generation or an era before Google. They gave me that completely relic look, like, like really, how did you even learn? So one of my sons, Eben, tells me, there was no Alexa, there was no Siri. How did you drive? There's no Google Map. So yes, uh, you know, if those are the days I started my career. With. So I must, I must, I must pause you for one second. Then I am probably you will must you will ask me the similar question because I started working twenty years before you, and there were no computers. <laughs> How did you communicate with each other? Yeah. So I think every every day now, you know, in in our, your time at least there was a generation, there was a gap. Now it's like technology is upending everything. You know, it's the way we work, the way we learn. Uh, I can't think of us doing this kind of a session a year back, right? Would have been in person. Um, we didn't have our Zoom till COVID happened. Absolutely right. Um, so yes, technology has been at the front end and uh, vanguard of human life, right? Uh, transformation. So I joined. I joined the. I joined the Tatas right out of school. I was the intern, right? 
who joined and, and I went on to do projects and uh, lots of technology uh, implementation around the globe with projects. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I started off, and as I said, you know, we were known for a certain type of work, right? Mm -hmm. um, and here you are walking through the corridors of power in the West, um, a, a, a very largely uh, white uh, male, uh, there's a certain profile of- I'm really with you. Global Inc. that was there in 99 and 2000, right? Okay. Um, and to have, uh, and consulting, so we were known for project implementation project, right? And when I joined, we, was, we had started something called the e-business group within, which was doing packaged implementation of all ERP products, right? Parzana, you were telling me about when you, when you joined TCS and were walking in the corridors of power. You know, it was a, it, the, the, the workforce at that time and the leadership of that time was uh, very, very a certain type, right? Mm -hmm. All white, all male. Um, and they had a certain set of thought process and the way they would function. And here you are, uh, a person from a developing nation who is consulting, right? So they A, don't associate your brand and where you come from for doing this kind of work, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you are telling them, or you are evangelizing the concept of how you as a company can do things differently for mm -hmm. them. How you will do use technology to do an enterprise-wide application implementation. Uh, this was again done by a certain group of consulting companies from America for the American companies, right? Mm -hmm. And we were always the people who were at back end. We were doing it at the back somewhere. They didn't know us. So when you first to even get a ticket to get to the, the corridors of power and to be able to stand in front of them and talk, right? And to try and convince them of your uh, companies, your organization. And in, in our case, in 99 and 2000, even from the country, right? You come from, you're not even associated. Um, 22 years later or 21 years later, when you think about it, it seems like an Amazing ride of a lifetime, Ashutosh. But at that time, I think the overriding um, emotion was that of fear, was that of uh, letting people down, was mm. of like, am I doing it right? Am I, uh, am I even supposed to be here? Mm. Um, will I, will I be able to do a good job? Um, I've said this in lots of interviews, but it's important I say this here also. It was December of 2000. I go in for a civil implementation in a city called Erie in Pennsylvania for a Fortune 10 company. Um, and I remember calling up my parents and saying, I'm very scared. I'm very nervous. Um, I don't know if I'm cut out for this kind of a job because I don't know if I'll do it right. Mm. I remember my parents telling me in, you know, those are those 1-800 days of calling mm -hmm. card and calling, you know, Quickly talking, but it's very expensive to yeah, talk. Right. I remember my parents telling me together in the same voice, um, you're representing your country. Oh. You are not an individual. Uh, you're not a girl from a family or a, a city or a company. You're representing India. Right. Uh, very few people from India have done this. Uh, this is God's way of giving you an opportunity to do something for your country. Amazing. What great advice. What great advice. But don't, don't let anything else mm. uh, get you off track. Just mm. focus, apply, and we know you will make it happen. Um, and I think that gave me the confidence, Ashutosh, to never um, 
doubt myself. I think that was the first important thing that you have to have parents who believe in you because when you join as an intern, when you're starting your career, uh, that kind of strength is very needed. Then I have very, very blessed to be uh, to just get mentors from across spectrum of life, right? Mm-hmm. Not only from where I work, the organization I worked with, but uh, and work with, but also people from different parts of life. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruth, very famous Supreme Court mm-hmm. uh, woman, lawyer, New York. I happened to just meet her. I was in a meeting in New York. She happened to be there. I just went to meet her. I, I didn't know. She didn't know me. She doesn't know me at all. Mm-hmm. I was this 22-year-old who goes there. And, uh, you know, I, again, you know, I'm 22, I'm working and I'm like, I'm from, I'll give you a card and you tell who you are, what you do. And I said, you're my inspiration. And she looks at me and she says, you know, 20 years later, you will be someone's inspiration. So I'm like, why do you say that? She said, very few people have the guts of actually to do a cold call onto me and say, I want to meet you because I've read so much about you. You are, you're phenomenal. (laughs) The fact that you took that first step, that initiative to to, to reach out, mm-hmm. uh, makes me a star in uh, makes you a star in my eyes. Amazing. But I asked her, "What is the one thing that I should always remember?" Oh. And uh, she says, "You know, you will have more failures than success. Mm-hmm. You will have more people telling you can't do it than people who will support you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just tune them out, personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. Just tune them out." Um, that's another, uh, that's another, so I have, and you know, over the years, so, you know, when we lost her a few couple of years back, it was very deeply personally, uh, tough for me, because it was like losing a grandmother, honestly, um, because over the years, here is this very renowned, accomplished Jewish lady, right? Uh, believing in an absolute nobody, Right. 22 year old who, you know, just walked in and because she walked in, mm. So I have, I think I have been very blessed uh, by meeting a lot of people uh, who have personally taken, uh, who's, who's, who have vested interest in my success. Fantastic. When I succeed, are feeling very happy and you can sense it. Mm. They have no filial relationship with me. They're not part of my bloodline, mm. uh, but who have just cheered me on every time I fail. Fantastic. Um, so I think as a technology leader, this kind of, uh, support from people you know and do not know and over the years when I did as I said the first 10 years the first decade of my career was um, very tough because that's a time we were trying as a nation to create a mark in the world saying we are more than just IT services um, as an as a as a, as a, uh, a young greenhorn out of college who's trying to work hard and you know prove to yourself um, it's tough because you know you're dealing with those emotions yourself. That am I supposed to be here? Mm. Will I deliver? Uh, am I contributing enough? Mm. Um, I, I think uh, the first decade for every career, whether you're a young man or a young woman, uh, goes through a lot of intense introspection, and that's fine. Mm. As long as you're learning, as long as you're contributing, as long as you're surrounded by people who believe in you, you are fine. Wonderful. First 10 years are tough. Wonderful. So I now want to move on to the next question. And, you know, one you have one avatar as a professional leader, but you also are a mentor to a lot of startups. So my question to you is, why do you think entrepreneurship is important 
and what kind of work are you doing in this space you know for our um, for a nation like ours a young nation like ours we are 75 year old for a young nation like ours for our democracy to survive for our democracy to be vibrant and performing and thriving it's very important ashutosh that every indian is economically empowered right uh, is economically in control of his and her life mm-hmm. right uh, for any democracy to really function well mm-hmm. it's very important to have involved citizens mm-hmm. right uh, and for uh, us as a family um, entrepreneurship is a is the way you create uh, believe in india in terms of job creations in terms of livelihood mm-hmm. uh, an entrepreneur does not work for just this themselves right mm-hmm. they are creating jobs they are creating value of wealth for a larger society see the 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 reason any business exists is for social upliftment is for the society to do well you know a business is not working in a silo mm-hmm. right so any company or organization that they think that you know this just for profits and just for existence do not survive the test of time mm. entrepreneurs have made india mm. right mm. uh my sister and i farhan and i grew up in a daughter's household uh we grew up as kids of immigrant parents right our parents both mom and dad's education and career took them around the world mm. and we both went around the world with them for their education with their careers right. and growing up as an immigrant kid and then grow and then working as an immigrant professional the you know when I, uh, when i started working mm. give me a perspective that anyone in india mm. should not have to leave the country for lack of opportunity correct you if you choose to go out and do other things that's fine mm-hmm. but you should never feel that your nation does not have enough opportunities for you to perform or mm-hmm. to realize your potential um and every every generation needs to have a healthy uh, portfolio of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. which will come get new ideas which will get uh, new services products that are that are needed for that for the people of that nation right and i think in the last few years in the last 5 6 years mm-hmm. uh, my belief has got much more stronger that for india to be a superpower mm-hmm. for us to be counted among the top 4 in the world from a economic superpower mm-hmm. we need to have all indians skilled ready for the future and employable and employed Well and for that we need to create jobs mm. that's why entrepreneurship is so very close to our uh, heart mm. uh, so when i was when i was going when i was going to have my boys my husband was working for a large company and he comes and says i'm quitting because i want to start something of my own mm-hmm. i said the timing couldn't have been better than this this mm. as you know as you say that uh, when you feel you when the when you feel you have to do it mm. uh, so my husband is a blue blood entrepreneur bootstrapped for the last few years um and uh, i know i get very inspired looking at him mm-hmm. uh, struggle honestly i think uh, where where he lands and how his organization does is a matter of lots mm-hmm. of factors mm-hmm. uh, but just seeing his journey as an entrepreneur over the last few years uh, the pain the struggles the failures the 
uh, you know, the, the, the ability to pick yourself up and just keep trying day in and day out because you have this vision that, you know, you will create jobs for the future. You will create livelihood for the future is a, is a very inspiring uh, and a very practical notion, notion for our country. Very fascinating. So Farzana, you know, you now look, look at the work you've done, you're doing with the Tata Group, look at the work you're doing with entrepreneurs. Tell me, how do you manage time for your family, for all your social activities, for the networking that you keep doing? I mean, what kind of time pressures do you have and how do you manage them? I'm trying to think what would uh, network um, capital mean for us, right? Um, I think for every individual, family, and I count my friends as a part of my family, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Should always be priority. Um, As I say, every business, every company's work Mm-hmm. because they fulfill a societal norm and need and to uplift the society, take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, you as an individual uh, need to nurture every relationship every and give it time. Mm-hmm. You know, when I am with my kids, I am with my kids. I'm only the their amma. Mm-hmm. There is no other role I play at that time. Uh, when I'm with my parents, I am their daughter. And there's, again, no other role I play. Mm. Um, so at a given point of time, there's only one role I play. And I give it all that I have. Mm. Uh, I don't take calls while I'm doing something. My personal time, I protect it with a zeal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because, you know, you, uh, you have to. You have to. Um, you have to be very cognizant of the fact that every day that you go out and work and you perform, uh, it's your family and your team mm. who are backing you. That's why you're performing uh, on a global stage, right? Uh, and for all of them, my team, my family, friends, uh, utmost respect and utmost uh, gratitude I have. And I show it by small little things. I cook for them. I uh, take time out for them. Um, but for me, this that is as important as uh, performance of a KRA that your organization sets for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I request everyone who is hearing us mm-hmm. to take time out for things that are important for you. Mm-hmm. Like having a conversation with you is important for me. Uh, encouraging a lot of social entrepreneurs in India today is very close to my heart mm-hmm. because I believe that they will shape up the way India will be viewed uh, globally. Um, When I take out time for my colleagues, when I say not only work, you know, take Mm -hmm. out time for doing mentoring, for peer level mentoring. um, The leaders for tomorrow are built today. Mm -hmm. And to do that, we need to invest in them. Correct. And that kind of investment is a lot of conscious time management, a lot of conscious of applying yourself to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, that is, a, um, that is as important as being known as a, as a good leader who performed and he delivered these numbers. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So I have time for two more questions. Yes. Uh, my next question is that you're also, you know, when I was reading about you, you're, you talk about a global platform for building a global company. I'd like to understand your thoughts on what are you doing? You know, India has, I think, given Global Inc. 
some of the best managers they have seen, some of the best CEOs, right? Uh, the kind of diligence, the kind of hard work, ethic, integrity, uh, performance. You know, in at, at a certain level, performance is a given, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that stage when you reach performance is a given. Mm-hmm. But the way they have nurtured cultures in these um, top 10, top 100 companies of the world, right? The culture they have created of innovation, inclusiveness, conscious inclusiveness, whether it's, you know, gender, um, faith, minorities, and the kind of cultures they have created, the kind of uh, leaders they are creating for for the future mm-hmm. uh, is very inspiring. So what is the only thing that is missing is creating those companies out of India. Mm-hmm. Given we have the infrastructure, the capital, um, I would love for when my boys grow up that their generation says, oh, we want to work for this company in India, right? And they move to India to work for that company. Uh, so that's one of uh, one of my absolute dreams that, you know, we create global companies based out of India. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I joined, um, we, were, we, were, we were a local champion, doing very well. Obviously, this brand is India, right? Tata's and India are very interchangeable. Um, and I think my grandparents are very proud I joined. Because for them, you know, you either become a civil servant or you join Tata's. You know, that's the hierarchy of uh, respect and honor. Uh, so like, okay, you've not become an IS officer. It's okay, you've joined the Tata's. Mm. Um, it, you know, if you can create such brands, such global, mm. uh, generally global groups mm. uh, out of India, that would be an achievement for us as a generation where we ensure that um, every company has uh, policies and uh, which encourage which encourage human potential, mm-hmm. right? One is that which encourage communities and nationalities from around the world to come to India and work for those brands, mm-hmm. uh, which have uh, correct um, and equal pay for both the genders, which have equal representation of women and men on the board and every level of yep. uh, leadership. I think that is when we will. That is when we will be writing our history and our future. Very well said. In fact, I completely agree because I've often said, till we get both 50% of our country contributing equally and getting equal returns for their work, we will always have an imbalance. Always. So our policies will be written not with, you know, you need to, if your product or services is being used by both men and women, right mm-hmm. around the world both men and women should shape the design of the product Correct. should 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 be in a position of uh, designing policies and procedures and processes mm-hmm. that encourage both both men and women to excel mm-hmm. so human potential is gender neutral mm-hmm. very true very and true. you know i think we are holding our own mothership back Mm. by not allowing the daughters of India to uh, just rise. Absolutely. And I'm sure those opportunities are getting opened up. And I think that it'll be an amazing thing for the country. You know, technology is changing a lot of that um, today, Ashutosh. Technology is uh, appending a lot of uh, and disrupting a lot of way people were doing work. A uh, A lot of definition of where competition was. You know, we had, I don't think... 10 years back, we thought Airbnb would take on hotels or 
Ola would take on the Kala Kali Pili in Bombay streets, right? Uh, but technology is really changing uh, everything, Absolutely. and I think technology also democratizes opportunities. Mm. Yeah, that's and I, for me, that's a, that's a, that's a real passion Correct. to see that woman being equally represented in companies across all levels, and especially at management and at boards, because then is when real change will happen. Very true. And Farzana, my last question to you. Uh, is what is your sense of pride? I said that this morning, but I will repeat it. Mm-hmm. I said that technology is um, something I love. Physics. Mm-hmm. I'm a physics student. I love technology. I love physics, um, and I would want. And one of my biggest dream is to see that all the big tech companies around the world, mm-hmm. at least fifty percent of them, are run by Indian women. I would love to see an Indian woman, lots of Indian women as CEOs of these technology companies, because then they are changing the way uh, they're writing codes and they're writing scripts. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if a lot of people know the first coding Mm -hmm. was done by women in the world. Really? Okay. Yes. There were women we used to code because that was that time a low paying job Mm -hmm. and you would sit at home and do it. Mm Once it became successful and people started doing it, uh, the woman just got out. So I would love for women to lead tech companies. Wonderful. Global tech companies. Wonderful. Farzana, on that note, I want to say thank you. It's been such a privilege speaking to you. Thank you for taking me down your incredible journey. And as uh, Ruth told you, you'll be an inspiration to many people. I'm sure you're already an inspiration. And over the years, you will be a huge inspiration to people. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Ashutosh. Um, An absolute pleasure having this conversation. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.